it's Loom Group's Andrea Lay, Backview's Melissa Burdick, the wizard of Woodland Hills Shree, and I'm PVSB from Flywheel, a division of Omnicom, and I'm coming to you today from the Catskills. Be playing Heckinger's Tuesdays and Thursdays. Before we get to the CPG Guys episode you've downloaded, it's the week of May 6th, and it's time for the Fresh Four, for curated news stories from the past week. We find them dependably intriguing. We hope you do too. We're brought to you through our partnership with Retail Wit, your one-stop shop for retail industry intelligence news, retailwit.com. It's retail right now. Over to you, Shree. In case you're wondering what this background is, I'm at, I'm at my father-in-law's house all the way in Chennai, India for the next couple of weeks. So what's the message of the week? Kroger Precision Marketing strikes a partnership with none other than Yahoo DSP. So Yahoo DSP advertisers now have access to KPM's audiences for both reach and measurement. Partnership marks KPM's second DSP partnership since last fall and ushers in a new focus on commerce media for Yahoo advertising in particular. Collaborations like this one will define the next phase of growth in retail media as retailers recognize the limitations of monetization on their own digital properties and seek incremental growth by expanding offsite. This is said by Sara Marzano, principal analyst at eMarketer. For advertisers, the delayed but still impending deprecation of third-party cookies, which is now on its way, continues to underpin every decision regarding digital advertising dollars. So solutions that safeguard their investments against that hold increasing appeal. Over to you, Andrea. Hello, Fresh 4 listeners. Walmart adds a new grocery line to its private brand's portfolio. Walmart has announced a new private label grocery brand called Better Goods. The line includes 300 items spanning categories such as frozen, dairy, snacks, beverages, pasta, soups, coffee, and chocolate. With most items priced under $5, Better Goods focuses on three key components, culinary experiences, plant-based, and made without. The retailer said Better Goods marks not only its largest private food brand launch in two decades, but also its fastest grocery brand brought to market. Over to you, Melissa. Thanks, Andrea. Uh, so, Savemark companies roll out in-store retail media networks. It's not enough that we have online. Now we're moving to in-store retail media networks. The Savemark companies plans to roll out in-store connect, an in-store retail media network powered by Quad Graphics Inc. To start, 16 of the grocery company stores will have digital screens, kiosks, end caps, shelf screens, and vertical banners throughout, allowing CPG partners to showcase promotions, product information, and recommendations to shoppers. The program will eventually roll out to all the Savemark companies, approximately 200 stores. This is Savemark's latest retail media effort, coming almost a year after a launch of its own retail media network. Over to you, Peter. Thanks, Melissa. Rite Aid expands Uber Eats' partnership for alcohol delivery in eight states. Nearly 1,000 Rite Aid stores will now offer alcohol delivery via retailers' expanded partnership with Uber Eats. Customers of legal drinking aid can get delivery from select stores in California, Idaho, Michigan, New York, Ohio, Oregon, Virginia, and Washington. Quote, our collaboration and trusted partnership with Uber Eats underscores our commitment to meet the evolving needs of our customers and providing a seamless digital shopping experience complements their busy lives, unquote, said Jeannie Walden, Senior Vice President and Chief Marketing Officer at Rite Aid, the U.S.'s third largest pharmacy retailer. That's it for the Fresh Four. Now on to the CPG Guys episode that you've downloaded. Welcome to another episode of the CPG Guys podcast. Our co-hosts, Sri Rajagopalan and Peter V.S. Bond, 
explore how brands and retailers engage with consumers online, in-store, and everywhere in between. And now, here are Shri and Peter. Tree. Let's get on to episode two of the Omnis, marketplaces. We all know what marketplaces are. They allow buyers and sellers to be brought together in a homogeneous environment that enables frictionless commerce. We're all familiar with their names, some legacy ones like eBay to some of the newer ones like Drizzly. We're going to recognize the best of them today because we think they're an important part of of uh, the e-commerce and omni-channel environment, distinct from traditional retailers and brands. They are a unique class, and as such, they deserve their own rewards. What are your thoughts, Sri? Marketplaces allow retailers and brands to actually do unlimited test and learns, easy launch of innovation for testing and doing A-B testing. Let's get with it. Well, Sri, let's go with the Granddaddy of all the awards, the best e-commerce marketplace. There is no question here. You can complain about many things about this retailer, but you can't argue their dominance. They are the big player. They're the big kahuna. Nobody matches them, at least not right now. You got to give the best e-commerce marketplace to Amazon. And why? Because of all the choices. My God, Shri. It's where everybody goes to find the thing they want. It's where 70% of search starts when it's on the internet. They go to Amazon because more likely than not, if you can't find it there, you're not going to find it anywhere. And I want to point out for our audience that over 50% of all Amazon retail sales actually happens on the third-party marketplace. And they have made it really easy to list and launch products as well as work with FBA. So no debate here, Peter. This is a clear winner. Shree, let's talk about the most improved marketplace. You and I have been talking about these guys all year long. Every week, there's a big announcement related to them, isn't there? Absolutely, Peter. What qualifies one as most improved is if you look at the beginning of the year and how the year is ending, literally the leaps and bounds improvements made, as well as my most important metric for measuring something like this, is the consumer base. And earlier this year, we had a chance to talk to our friend, Josh Ryder from Instacart. Josh told us about what they were planning to do balance of the year, and they have played it down to perfection. Instacart, for three reasons, wins this by leaps and bounds. Number one, they've made it so easy to shop with their UX, where they have built-in pricing models that are actually friendly both to consumer and to brands. So to be pointed out to brands. The second one is they allow the consumer the flexibility of choosing which retailer they want to shop on and hold on to their rewards ecosystems within the retailer, such as all the cashback that they can get or points that they can earn. And the third and probably the one that triumphs at all is the retail coverage that they have. Just earlier uh, on the Fresh Four a couple of weeks ago, we talked about their footprint accreting to Dick's Sporting Goods as well as the things they've done with so many other grocery, food and bev retailers, as well as mass merchandisers in 2020. To me, for these three reasons, 
ease of use, friendliness and partnership with brands, allowing consumers to choose which retailer they want to shop from, from a loyalty perspective, and for the footprint they have established, epic. Nothing short of epic, Peter. I absolutely concur, Shree. Instacart is a force to be reckoned with. Let's talk about rising stars. There's one that comes to mind, Shree. We've talked with their COO a couple of months ago. But I, I'm, I'm fascinated by their platform because they figured out a way to avoid getting entangled in the governmental legal restrictions on the transfer of money in the alcohol business between the manufacturer, the distributor, and the retailer. They've built a marketplace platform that connects a consumer to a local retailer selling the product, and the transaction is not cleared through the marketplace. It's facilitated by the marketplace, but the transaction actually occurs with a local retailer. What does that mean? Well, it means that their ability to then work with brands to do creative advertising and other types of activities on their site is not hindered by some of the legal restrictions. So I think we have to say that the Rising Star, not only that, but during the pandemic, their sales went up uh, over 5x and they managed to hold their plans. They, as they told us, they were they built their platform to scale. They just didn't build it to scale in five days. Uh, and they managed to keep their platform running and they enhanced upon it and they've built out their footprint across the United States. They're the largest alcohol uh, marketplace seller in the country. Let's give that rising star award to Drizzly. No brainer, Peter. I have personally experienced the, not just the user experience piece, but also the home delivery piece of Drizzly. It works like a charm and I'm amazed at the pricing that I can get on Drizzly's platform versus going to other websites like wine.com, et cetera. And I feel for un, absolutely without any bias whatsoever, Drizzly is the clear winner over here. That one, Peter, It not only is it now occupying space and time in the Bond and Shri households, but they have set their footprint in motion in the marketplace. Yes, the, uh, the Drizzly is the official marketplace of the the West Side Penthouse of, of CPG Guys, Inc. Anyhow, let's go to uh, our next, which is, Shri, we talked about Rising Star, but let's talk about innovation. Who did we pick for most innovative marketplace? Give us some thoughts around that. I'm going to drop the award right away. It's Etsy. Etsy came out of left field. Wow. Again, if you go back 2019, tiny little marketplace, Largely unknown by our generation, but was the home for millennials and Gen Z. But what is Etsy in the first place? It's a global online marketplace where they invite people to come together to make, sell, buy, and collect unique items. And they also support independent creators, which is a very important, very important piece of business that allows people that are tiny businesses to be able to list at very low cost and actually trade on the platform. But if you ask Gen Z or millennials where they go for everything from clothing, home decor, arts and crafts, and even starting fashion, uh, everyday jewelry and accessories, they will universally tell you Etsy. They will not mention other marketplaces that in, even on our award ceremony have won for other reasons. And they have totally found a way to be eBay 2.0. And they are steadily and slowly growing at a rapid pace. 
And I'm convinced those that used to shop on eBay or used to hunt on eBay for certain uh, niche genres have exclusively moved over to Etsy. And for that reason, they become the most innovative retailer and marketplace of the year. You know, Shrey, I wouldn't be surprised if a set of CPG Guys cufflinks from Etsy might be coming your way pretty soon. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. I'm not, don't want to give it away, but I kind of just did. All right. I let's... just created anticipation. I tell you, I am. I have been a user of Etsy and other places like them, like Zazzle and per, Personal Creations, for probably uh, going on 10 years now. I'm a big fan. Uh, I get things like customized uh, from Etsy, customized uh, uh, stockings for my daughter for Christmas and all sorts of other things. I'm a big fan. I think Etsy well deserves the award of being an innovative marketplace. Let's talk about enablers because without them, marketplaces wouldn't be successful. Brands wouldn't be able to sell their products if they didn't have partners to help them in the process of designing, creating, producing, and then shipping the product to the end user. And I know you and I struggled with this because there were two two schools of thought. One was, who's going to give me the front-end store to make it a better experience so I, as an individual creator, can sell products? But then who's also going to help me fulfill those products to the people that I've just sold those orders to? And so we ended up with a tie. It's the first tie in the history of the Omni Street. First ever. Oh, boy, Peter. And those awards are going to PharmaPax and Shopify. Shree, why don't you talk a little bit about PharmaPax, and I'll, I'll take Shopify. The PharmaPax story goes back a long way, Peter. And I've personally known PharmaPax pretty much due the duration of their existence. And what PharmaPax has done is become the largest marketplace seller on Amazon for certain categories. And they have allowed brands the luxury of getting into the third-party marketplace with no fear, acting as their agent across the board on advertising, as well as on listing, on optimizing the listing, on copy, the whole enchilada, the whole nine yards. And uh, they continue now to uh, go with brand acquisition and bring on more and more into the platform. And if you ask large brands, they will unequivocally tell you today, who is your partner of choice? To get started in the third-party marketplace journey, the first name that will come to mind is PharmaPax. For that reason, there's if, if brands recognize so, the CPG guys humbly have to partner along on the journey. It is PharmaPax. Who's yeah. the other one, Peter? It's Shopify. Shree, earlier this year, Shopify stunned the world when it announced a big partnership with Walmart, helping brands get onto the marketplace, doing so in a very efficient manner. Shopify is the platform of choice for just so many emerging nascent D2C brands. If you want to be in the business and you want a completely powerful, integrated platform, and you're not quite to the size where investing in the likes of Salesforce are realistic for your budget, Shopify gives you a very, very affordable alternative. They've got tremendous integrations and partnerships. Their app store is wonderful. Uh, and they power so many of the brands that uh, that we all know and love in their D2C environment. Uh, I think Shopify easily deserves the award, uh, along with PharmaPax. As if, I may, the- if I may just add for a second, Peter, Shopify, yep. my own humble experience with Shopify 
is no matter the size of the brand, if you want to stand up D2C and you want to test it, it has enough bells and whistles and capabilities to not disappoint, to get you started in the journey without dropping an incredible amount of capital, building the most industrial robust D2C platform. So I, I am deeply, deeply, deeply excited to see Shopify's growth in 2021. And I know, Peter, I just have a hunch, many large brands will be doing it just to test and see how D2C works out for them. Yeah, I know one of our previous guests, Gia Sirier, who's with 2020 Boutique, when she launched her mini emporium for children's clothing, what platform did she go with? She went with Shopify. She was incredibly pleased with it. I've never heard anyone displeased with what the capabilities that Shopify brings to the table. So those are our awards for the marketplace. That gets it for episode two. Sharia, I thought those were some pretty obvious and, and well-deserved awards. What are your thoughts? Marketplaces, Peter, become the backbone of testing and learning, as we said earlier. For that reason, Peter and I spent a lot of time thinking through who's who in this space and the why behind the who's who as well. And I, we feel this is an epic list of who's leading transformation in this space. Gone are the days of the old world business model of eBay. If you look back seven, eight years, many of these names as a third party marketplace were nascent or non-existent. Congratulations to all of them. They are clear winners in 2020. I want to remind our audience that for the full list of winners of all three episodes of the Omnis, uh, all links to all of our audio podcast platforms, our YouTube video, all of our content, it's all free. It's all available at cpgguys.com. And reminder that after the Omnis conclude, we've got one more episode to do. We'll be joined by our dear friend, Brian Gildenberg, SVP of Commerce at Omnicom, to do our 2020 retrospective, the year that was and what a year it was. Sure. Can't think of a better person to do this with than the Dean of the Academy, Brian Gildenberg. So everyone, uh, please join us for uh, tomorrow for the third installment, the final episode of the Omnis. It'll be a tremendous episode where Sri and I count down the awards in the retail category. Thanks, everyone. The content in this podcast episode is provided for general informational purposes only. By listening to our episode, you understand that no information contained in this episode should be construed as advice from CPG Guys LLC or the individual author, hosts, or guests, nor is it intended to be a substitute for research on any subject matter. Reference to any specific product or entity does not constitute an endorsement or recommendation by CPG Guys LLC. The views expressed by guests are their own, and their appearance on the program does not imply an endorsement of them or any entity they represent. The views expressed by CPG Guys LLC do not represent the views of their employers or the entity they represent. CPG Guys LLC expressly disclaims any and all liability or responsibility for any direct, indirect, incidental, special, consequential, or other damages arising out of any individual's use of, reference to, or inability to use this podcast or the information we present in this podcast.